1: It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Collins Davis, wide open. Davis, still going, and he's in for the touchdown. he
0: hit immediately he yes. really got the handoff. You know <laughs> The q Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you.
1: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And it's time to recap the Jets' second preseason game of the 2021 season against the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. A victory for the Jets, 23 14, with our friend covering the Jets for NorthJersey.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, Hell of a weekend. First, CM Punk shows up for the first time in seven and a half years. He's making his return to pro wrestling. He did that in Chicago to a packed United Center. One of the biggest moments in wrestling in the last decade plus. And then today, Zach Wilson puts on a show... In Green Bay, a fantastic performance here for the young quarterback. We'll start there because there's nowhere else that you could start if you're talking about this game. I know that he was playing against some second and third stringers, but Zach Wilson looked extremely impressive.
0: Yeah, I mean he's making progress, and that's you can you can see that clearly. No matter who's who who it is against, I'm not going to go nuts here and say this means he's going to be great. Because you just don't know at this stage it, what he's going to be, for good or bad. So just like I preached two weeks ago when he had the bad practice at MetLife Stadium to, to just relax, I would say the same thing right now. Chill out. It doesn't mean that much, but it certainly is exactly what you want to see. He was 9 for 11 for 128 yards, two touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 154.7. So just about as close as... To perfect as you can get. And what I thought was really encouraging is the way that Zach Wilson was clearly seeing the field well. And that doesn't really matter who you're playing against. The fact that he's able to see what's going on, get through his reads, make good decisions. And there was some pressure he was dealing with because we all know the offensive line hasn't been, you know, dazzling. And and even against the Packers, second teamers, there were times when there was pressure around him and he was able to move around maneuver. He made some really impressive throws. I think the one that everybody's going to be talking about and thinking about is is the throw he made in the second quarter, or I'm sorry, late in the first quarter to Corey Davis, where Mm -hmm. he kind of felt the pressure in the pocket, stepped up and around it, and then delivered a strike across the field to Davis for a 24-yard gain. That, That was impressive to see and shows you exactly what this guy has in terms of arm talent. There's a lot there, and we already knew that, but that this was a good performance, what you want to see from Zach Wilson, um, and it shows that he's on track. So, yeah, that, that was the only thing that really mattered from today, or the biggest thing that mattered for sure. Zach Wilson looks like he's on track. Let's see how he does with the joint practices against the Eagles next week and in the final preseason game. And then we're three weeks away from the real test week one in Carolina.
1: No question, this was a big step forward for Zach Wilson as we get ready for his final preseason game coming up on Friday. But as you said, Corey Davis is the one that stood out that big throw to him, and he had a really nice day. One more time, we are seeing... Why this coaching staff in front office was so high on the idea of bringing Corey Davis in here. He is going to be one of Zach Wilson's primary security blankets, four catches for 70 yards. And how about Tyler Croft, Tomb Raider? This is somebody that we've heard mixed reviews about in training camp. He had two catches today. Both of them touchdowns, so he was making himself a factor. Braxton Berrios had a couple of nice catches. Trevon Wesco making his presence felt too, so he had a catch for 17 yards. In the running game, the big recipient today of the yardage was Michael Carter. He averaged 5.2 yards per carry, so we got to see a little bit of what he's going to bring to the table. We've talked about this before, Andy. I think they're going to divvy this up between Coleman and... P. Ryan, Johnson, Carter, and maybe sprinkling a little Josh Adams there, too. But this will very much be a running back by committee situation. But overall, we saw some really nice things from the offense today. Zach Wilson, the main story. But don't sleep on Tyler Croft or especially Corey Davis.
0: Yeah, it was nice to see the Jets tight ends actually get involved for a change. And Croft had those two touchdown catches. The first one was a really nice play by Wilson where he went through his progressions and, and read the play properly saw Croft open in the middle of the field and then made the throw to where the safety wouldn't be able to really lay the lumber on Croft before he was able to get into the end zone. So everything about that play was really good. And then the second touchdown catch was a nice little rollout to the left where he found Croft in stride and Croft did a really nice job of running with the ball, got a block downfield and got into the end zone. So to see these contributions from, from Croft, a guy who was really, not done much during training camp other than, other than drop the ball in some key spots. I mean, I'm, I'm being a little too harsh on him by saying that, but, but that's been kind of the takeaway from his training camp. He made big plays today and showed that he can be involved in this offense, and that's, I'm sure, what Joe Douglas had in mind when he brought him in this offseason. So that was a good start. And then, yeah, like you said, Corey Davis getting involved. We saw another couple of nice plays from Zach Wilson to Davis on third down which has been a trend early in this preseason. And that's important and what you want to see. So that looked good. And then in terms of the running game, Carter got a lot of those carries later in the game. Um, So that was kind of interesting. We saw Ty Johnson and Coleman get the bulk of the carries early on with the first team offense. Um, I wouldn't read too much into it at this stage, but they could be an indication of kind of where they're at. I was surprised to not see LaMichael P. Ryan get a little bit more run considering that he was very impressive in training camp this week against the Packers and shows that kind of power element that the Jets really don't have in this running back core outside of him. Um, so it was interesting to not see him get a ton of action with the starters, but still we're early enough where I wouldn't read too much into that. I think you're going to see more of a dress rehearsal in, in game three against the Eagles and maybe get more of a sense for what roles these guys are going to have in the offense. But, yeah, the offense looked looked good, um, and I'm sure we'll get into it next. The defense, not so much.
1: I was just going to say, Andy, the defense did not look good at all. Bryce Hall struggled at points. Isaiah Dunn, who played with the first team, which surprised me. I thought they were going to go with Brandon Eccles. He didn't play well at all. And then you go ahead and take a look at the rest of the starting defense. The Green Bay Packers had their third-string quarterback in there, who I hadn't even heard of until this game. He sliced and diced the Jets, went right up and down the field no problem. The running backs just ran over the Jets as well. So a tough day for the first-team defense. If you want to look on the bright side, J.T. Hassel later on got himself a sack. Brandon Echols, when he finally got in the game, got himself an interception. And I tend to think that he's got a good chance to start. We'll see what he does in game number three. Jamie and Sherwood had a nice play as well. But as you said, by and large, a rough day for this defense.
0: Yeah, look, I know a lot of people are going to say Quinn and Williams wasn't out there. You know, Foley Fadakazi wasn't out there for a lot of that that drive where the Packers marched down the field on the Jets' defense. But it's not encouraging when Mm -hmm. the, the second and third team Offense for the Packers is, you know, carving up the defense. This was a night There was a nineteen-play drive. There were a ton of opportunities for the Jets to get off the field on that drive when they have their better players in there compared to the Packers' better players. And and yeah, Quinn and Williams wasn't in there to, and maybe he would have stopped one of those runs. But it's still not a good thing if your starting defense, by and large, is giving up a nineteen-play drive to the backups for a team, another team. So you know, say whatever you want to say to make yourself feel better about it, but it wasn't good. Sorry. It just wasn't. So um, they need to get better. A couple of interesting notes that, that we should pass along. Bless Austin was not there. Um, that, that's why we saw done in there. That was not for injury reasons. He was also wasn't in practice on Thursday. Salah said it was for personal reasons. And then a key guy on the offensive line also wasn't in there. Morgan Moses, Again, for personal reasons, not for injury reasons, even though we saw him leave practice briefly on Wednesday with some sort of leg injury. Um, so that's encouraging news moving forward. It doesn't seem like those are going to be injury concerns. I would say that Bryce Hall and, and Bless Austin still have the fast track to be the starting cornerbacks. Um, Eccles has been impressive at times, but also you know, got into a little kerfuffle the other day with the Packers. I think... He's had some big penalties here that in the practices and in the first preseason game. I think he's still a ways away. He's obviously got a ton of talent, but obviously the the coaching staff is concerned with some of that stuff. I think he's going to play a role in, in this cornerback group in the regular season. But I think that Austin and Hall are, are your guys going into the, the season. And then Carter, uh, Michael Carter, second, the rookie has clearly made an impression and I think he's kind of the favorite to win that starting slot corner job. So, um, yeah, there's some question marks with this defense. But overall, let's wait until we see what happens in the regular season or in a situation that's closer to the regular season when they have Quinn and Williams back out there, um, when they have guys like Foley playing every down. I think that's fair, but – I wouldn't feel super great about what we saw on defense today because, again, when you give up a 19-play drive to a team that's mostly playing with its backups, that's just not good. So we'll see what it means going forward. Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
1: Special teams, a nice kick return for Corey Ballantyne, who's fighting for a roster spot. But more importantly here, Andy, three for three on field goal attempts by Matt Amendola, who nailed a 54-yarder. I'm not saying he's definitely going to be the kicker, but he's looking good right now. There's no competition currently on the roster, and he kicked as well as he could today.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is what you call a pressure kick. Uh, First drive of the game, the Jets go down the field. Um, This is his first game as the only kicker on the roster, and now he needs to make a 54-yarder at Lambeau Field. This guy, undrafted, wasn't on an NFL roster a month ago and he steps up and absolutely drills it. He went three for three on field goals, two for two on extra points. This is how you secure the job. Now it's certainly not done. He needs to do it next week at MetLife stadium against the Eagles. Uh, But if he does this again, if he, if he continues to make kicks, he's going to be the week one starter. And again, he doesn't have a track record. So it's going to be tenuous until he builds one, but he's a lot closer to, to earning this job than he was five hours ago, and this is what you have to do to earn the job. So, yeah, that was exactly what you want to see from Matt Amendola. And like you said, a very nice return from Corey Ballantyne that set up the Jets' final touchdown of the first half, three-play drive from Zach Wilson where he found Croft on that catch-and-run. That was exactly what you would want to see in that situation. I think Ballantyne still has an uphill battle to make the roster, and I'm not sure if the Jets are – showing all of their cards in terms of what they're doing with the return guys at this stage of the preseason. But again, when you make a 70-yard return, that's going to go a long way to, to turning some heads and, and potentially earning you a spot on the roster. So yeah, that, that w- these were big-time plays uh, and, and a big-time day for Matt Amendola especially in terms of – getting much closer to securing a roster spot.
1: Andy, a lot of news in terms of injuries and certain guys that didn't play. There were a couple of guys that left the game. Jared Davis, Connor McDermott, Mike White was another one who left the game, Hamilcar Rashid Jr. Update us if you can on the injuries and some of the guys that ended up not playing for undisclosed reasons.
0: Yeah. So like I said, Morgan Moses and Bless Austin were the guys who were out for personal reasons. Quinton Williams, we already knew, wasn't going to play. That was the plan going in as he returns from his foot injury. He did appear for a couple snaps in the Thursday's practice against the Packers. But I think the Jets are kind of targeting getting him on the field next week if he does play at all in the preseason. Um, And then Mike White left the game with a rib injury. He took a big shot on the drive before he left the game, came back in for a snap and took another big shot to, to the uh, to the stomach with a helmet and left with a rib injury, went right back to the locker room. We don't know the severity of that. Jared Davis was the big one. That's a starter. He left the field um, with some help, walked very gingerly to the sideline, then was carted back to the locker room. Uh, Robert Sala said that the initial prognosis on that is good, but, I mean, it's an ankle injury, could be – something that affects his week one status. If it's a high ankle sprain, we're only three weeks away now from the start of the regular season. So it bears watching, but it looks like they may have dodged a bullet in terms of a long-term injury with him. And then Connor McDermott left with what appeared to be a pretty serious knee injury to his left leg. He uh, could not get off the field on his own. The cart came out for him that we, we don't know and maybe it won't be as serious as it looked, but that's a guy who was going to make the roster in a depth role for the Jets. Um, and if they're without him, that, that affects their depth. I mean, obviously we saw him play last year, so he's, he's not super reliable in terms of providing protection, but an important depth guide, the Jets might be without. And then in non-injury situation, um, Dan Feeney started the game, a left guard and at some point was pulled for Jimmy Murray. And I think that was probably performance related. Feeney just hasn't been super impressive in protection from what we've seen from him since Elijah Vera Tucker has been out. So if Elijah Vera Tucker comes back as expected next week, it may not be a you know a big issue moving forward if he can stay healthy this season. But another depth concern for the Jets offensive line if they can't really count on Dan Feeney who did not exactly impress given the opportunity to against the Packers and and last week against the Giants.
1: Andy, after the game, you guys had the opportunity to talk to Robert Sala, Zach Wilson, Tyler Croft, and Foley Fadakasi. What did they have to say?
0: Yeah, Zach Wilson, we'll start with him. Um, You know, he just kind of downplayed it and said it's all part of the process. He's obviously excited to have the game. Um, on the, I thought it was interesting on that biggest play of the game to Corey Davis. He said that he wasn't focused on like making the throw or whatever. He was focused on what went wrong in that play, which was apparently he didn't get everything lined up properly. And so when he went to fake to the running back, the running back was on the wrong side. So he said he's got to get that cleaned up. And while he was happy that he was able to make the throw and that the play design worked as it was supposed to. You know, he doesn't want to have to have that happening in the regular season. So it just interesting perspective from Zach Wilson. All of us are kind of raving about that throw, but he's like, what can I do better on that play? Robert Sala talked about Zach Wilson's development and said, and I thought this was probably a little overzealous of, of Sala, but he said that Wilson is light years ahead in his process of where other rookie quarterbacks would be, um, And obviously Salah thinks very highly of his rookie quarterback, which he should. And, and he showed a lot today, but we've still got a long ways to go. Um, but Salah said that, you know, he's going to have the good days today was one of them. He's going to have the bad days and he needs to kind of take them all for what they are and, and move forward and just try to keep the trajectory moving upward. Um, and then you know, Salah talked about Carl Lawson and losing him. And, and obviously that's going to have a big impact on, on the defense. And Salah said that now it's time for other guys to step up, which was, is a predictable response. But he says, you know, the train doesn't stop for anyone. And when someone falls off of it, and he was like, you know, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but when someone falls off of it, it's an opportunity for other guys. And there's other guys who now have that opportunity and need to step up. So, so we'll see what, what happens going forward he also talked about how his concern wasn't for the team, but it was for Lawson because he's come in and he's done everything that you would want from a big money free agent. He's taken care of his body. He's worked really hard. He's been a good teammate. And so it was, that was the toughest part of this injury is the fact that this guy who's done everything right had something go so wrong. So, but he said that Lawson you know, seems to be in a good place mentally, as we've kind of seen from his social media posts since then. And that was something that Foley Fatakasi also talked about, which was the fact that Lawson was like, look, he said this to his teammates. He was like, yeah, this is not ideal, but I'm going to be fine. I'm going to come back fine. Now, like it's about you guys and making sure that you guys do what needs to be done. Like nothing changes because I'm out. We still expect the same standard and, Bully Fatakasi said that that was something that this defensive line and, and this locker room needed to hear. So obviously, as Fatakasi said, there, this was an injury that kind of takes your breath away. But that period of mourning or shock was significantly shortened because of the way Lawson handled it with his teammates and, and kind of moved the ball forward. So that was something that I thought was interesting to hear and, and something that shows where the mindset of this team is at and, and it's in as good of a place as it could be after suffering such a devastating injury. And then finally, Tyler Croft talked about, you know, how much these joint practices with the Packers helped. He thinks that is going to help, you know, Zach Wilson, just from getting all this experience and getting a new look against a defensive front that they're not familiar with. and And it was a new challenge for them. And even though it didn't look so great at times, it's something that they can grow from. And, and he's also talked about how exciting it was for him to actually, you know, get the opportunity to to contribute a little bit more and, and capitalize on that opportunity in the game by scoring two touchdowns. So um, he talked about being a little bit snake bitten the last couple of years with injuries. He's hoping that this year finally being healthy, he can get things on the right track and, um, a long way to go. And, and, and obviously nothing's going to be determined off of what happened in the second preseason game. But if Croft is able to contribute to the team this year, this is going to kind of be where it started, where he started showing it. So yep, those were the main takeaways from what we were able to, the guys we were able to talk to after the game. Um, and obviously the jets are feeling good about where they're at after this game. And, and now it's, what happens next in the final week of the preseason as we move forward, looking to that game in Carolina.
1: Andy Vasquez covering the jets for NorthJersey.com. Thanks so much for coming on and recapping the jets and the Packers game. Number two of the preseason jets now moved to two and Oh, they win this one 24 13. Make sure you're following Andy on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez and reading his work over at North Jersey.com where you can subscribe for full access to everything on the site, For 99 cents for six months I don't mean 99 cents a month for six months I mean 99 cents for six months So that's about 15 cents a month You get everything Andy's doing You get everything that all the other sports writers are doing Plus all the local news You want to make sure that you join up right now While that offer is still available Because it's only for a limited time 99 cents for six months right now at north jersey.com and check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet youtube channel luke grant's got a review of zach wilson's night he put together the clips so that he can review the film and we're of course going to have tim jenkins on the show on monday to do a full film breakdown really looking forward to that but in the meantime go over to the youtube channel check out what luke has up Subscribe if you haven't already And give us a 5 star review for the podcast On iTunes if you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'll be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest New York Jets Podcasts and content, you know where to go That's PlayLikeAJetDigital And PlayLikeAJet.com